Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Health and Liftness, a health and fitness podcast brought to you by Highland News and Media. Before we do anything else, I just want to thank everyone for the support we've had since launching this a couple of weeks ago. We're doing this to inform, inspire, motivate and hopefully entertain. Now also while we're doing a little bit of housekeeping, I feel I owe Steve an apology. After listening to last week's show, I think I might have upset him a little bit. Uh, with an age before beauty comment from the launch episode. Steve's here again with us tonight, so I've obviously not scared him away. But Steve Walsh, Chief Executive of High Life Island, am I forgiven? Yeah, I think, Andy, I'm at an age where my, my back goes out more often than I do. So, um, yeah, I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a fair. And looking at the beauty around this call in front of me, I um, I, I think it's a, it was a fairly accurate statement. So, no offence taken. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, I suppose, in a way, Steve, it shows, you know, real men like you can be sensitive as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and also, while we're setting the record straight, uh, one of your colleagues, James, seemed to question our description of you as a powerlifter. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was a bit unfair of James, but uh, I, I would class myself as, a, I think I did this anyway before as an ageing weightlifter. But you know, I I was a pretty good power lifter in my day. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've changed to I've changed to masters weightlifting now. So uh, and you could say I'm a you know, jack of all, master of none. But I, I'm a master now. So um, yeah, weightlifting now rather than powerlifting. But I still got a hand in in um, in both of those um, activities. Still do a wee bit of coaching in both. I suppose we'll have to thank James for helping set the record straight there. Maybe we should get James in the gym with us. What do you reckon? Now, James is much better. He's much better at singing than he is lifting. I think he's um, a fully qualified wedding singer as well. So uh, a man of many talents. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, maybe, maybe he doesn't qualify for this show then. But hey ho. Um, we've also got co-host with us Federica Stefani. She plays rugby for Inverness Craig Denain. And we've also got our other expert panelist back again, um, award-winning bodybuilder Jack Gunn who's a co-owner of the Forge Gym in Inverness. Um, obviously, the, the gyms have been open now for, for a week or so, Jack. How how good is it to, to see the gyms busy once more? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's great just to, to see everybody back, um, have that kind of social interaction back in the gym. Um, we've obviously built this kind of first-class facility, um, made massive improvements, and the one thing it's just been missing the whole time is is people. Um, so that... that to have that atmosphere back, it's it's brilliant. And obviously, the Forge is uh, it's a, it's a twenty four hour twenty four hour gym as well. And you guys took full advantage of the opening and had a party at midnight. Yep, so it was a pre workout pop tarts and protein party. Um, so we gave out um, free pre workout, um, free pop tarts and free samples of protein powder as well. Um, so yeah. Pop tarts is a bit of a, a blast from the past. There, it's, it's one that might surprise a few people. You don't imagine people wandering around the gym with pop tarts. Yeah, it's just giving the people what they want. That's pop tarts <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> and Federica, this week we're going to be looking at the the do's and don'ts of the gym and a beginner's guide. 
Yeah, so um, of course, yeah, we're going to look through a few, again, a few do's and don'ts and a few tips that you can get from experts like yourselves, of course, to um, get people introduced to um, to the gym itself. Uh, people maybe that have not been there in a while that are going to come back, uh, but also people that have never been. So, uh, well, my first uh thought was what about generic rules about covid what would you recommend absolutely to do and not to do uh to someone that is uh just coming back to the gym and has a completely new setup so i think for anybody coming back obviously the primary thing would be to obviously make yourself aware ahead of time of the the the, the protocols that the, the gyms have in place and um, familiar familiarize yourself with the the kind of the rules and regs. Um, I know with us, um, we have things in place like uh, track and trace fob system, and um, a temperature scanner as well. But again, if um, for anybody going back who's a bit uncertain, just if if uh, if your gym is active on social media, drop them a message or give them a call. Um, don't don't hesitate to to ask the questions. You know, it's it's quite understandable that people are going to be a bit intimidated about going back. It's been what three four months, so. It's a pretty big deal, so yeah, no, don't don't think twice about about getting in touch. Right, yeah, I I think um I mean Jack Jack I think Jack's just hit hit, hit the um the nail on the head there. We we um the biggest thing I I I sense is people just to make sure they respect the rules and respect each other, and you know make sure that we where where we you know for simple things like where you're required to to wear a mask, you do that, and where you're required to to keep a suitable distance you do that as well and just keep that spatial awareness uh, I mean for us it's a wee bit more difficult with, with kids swimming lessons for example but we've done it before and we've got a really good process in place so um, I, and again it's, it's making sure that if you have got any doubts look on the website check the protocols and just as a, as a, a heads up for everyone in, in High Life Island you, you know you can't come to a facility unless you've pre-booked so going through the booking system, which is actually really easy and, and simple to use, um, and 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 people have reacted well to that. Uh, and uh, so yeah, book before you come, and uh, if you're coming swimming, come. We're calling it beach ready. So come ready to go, and keep the youngsters with, give them something warm to wear as they come out with their towel around them. But the kids have been brilliant and reacted fantastically to it. That's great. The weather has also been quite good. Um, that sense of everyone can be beach ready mentally hopefully that will hold on but um to come into the next question i was thinking someone that starts off in a gym and sometimes can see this weird machinery and they're not know quite where to start from so how do you approach the machinery when you have to when you're really starting from scratch yeah i'll jump in on that one so i think um obviously when you sign up to the gym in most instances you will be inducted um but then i mean there's so many different bits of kit and different shapes and sizes that serve the same purpose and you can be familiar with a, a certain piece of equipment for example like a an isolated roll machine um i mean you can go to another gym and you have a completely different brand it's the same machine it looks entirely different but i mean most most kits that bits of kit nowadays have diagrams on them showing you how to use it um, again, if they don't and it's not being included within your induction, it's just speak to speak to a member of staff at the facility, and it's I mean it's that's what these people are there for. I know um, myself, Dean, and Louise here. 
and um, that's what we're here for. We're here to help, and you know, we, we get questions all the time. But there's no such thing as a, a silly question as well when it comes to to gym equipment. Obviously, from a, a health and safety perspective, but obviously, from somebody with health and fitness goals, you want to be using things to the, the best of their ability. You know what I mean, it's uh, you don't want to be doing thing anything kind of fifty percent. So, yeah, just just ask the question and don't hesitate. I think sometimes you can ask other people as well, can't you? You know, if they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like, I mean, I know certainly when I <clears throat> when I first got involved in the gym, I kind of bounced off my peers in the gym um, most sessions, I would say. And the thing is as well, when it comes to the training as well, Steve will probably tell you the same thing. Like everything, it, it, and then kind of every sporting realm, every day is a school day. And um, there's always something you can can learn it every person you speak to you know, i mean they're going to have something valuable that they can pass on to you and it's, it's and, and that said as well if somebody tells you 10 things there could be nine things that are a heap of rubbish that don't apply to you but there could be that one really valuable piece of information that can really revolutionize your your training so yeah no, definitely speak to, speak to people in the gym everybody's been in that position they'd be lying if they said they hadn't i've stepped into many gyms and put my head in my hands and felt completely clueless. I mean, if I step into a gym and I see anything like kind of monkey frames or TRX bands, I just freak out. I don't understand all that stuff. So I say, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's everybody's going to find themselves in that position at some point. We're all only human. So, yeah, no, just ask the questions. And I think if you're coming back to the gym now as well, it's, it's not just sort of speaking to other people that, that can sort of build your confidence, but... I think if you've been to the gym previously and like you say, you know, you've had this layoff for three or four months, I think it's important that you're able to accept the sort of setback that you're going to be facing. You know, I mean, not everyone can start back where they just left off four months ago with that big break because, you know, you've missed your usual workouts. Some people during that period would have been lacking in a bit of motivation and at times during lockdown especially, it's, it, it can be tricky to, to, to keep fit and to, to do your exercises. So I think it's important that people need to know that they've got to maybe start a little bit smaller than what they were used to before in terms of the weights that they're lifting and try and build it back up a little bit. Otherwise, they probably risk injuring themselves. No, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. So you, you've just got to be completely realistic with yourself. Um you know, it's it's not an entire a massive setback, but I mean, if you take a step back and look at the whole situation that we've been shut for for three four months, people haven't been able to train, um, in, in no capacity are you going to come back performing at the same degree you were when you were here previously. We're like I said before, we're all only human, um, and, and if you do try and push those boundaries, like you said, you're just going to end up with an injury, which is going to set you back a lot a lot more than four months. So. Again, it's again from a kind of a bodybuilding perspective, muscle is, is just like a balloon. Um, it doesn't disappear; it just kind of deflates, and it's, it's not gone anywhere. It's still there. You just got to be really careful when you're building it back up, not to cause damage. Yeah, I, I was. Um, I, I I think that was some really. It's a really good point you make, Andy. And uh, I, I got something that, that that kind of relates to this. Having been away on operations in the military for for months at a time, so you go away and often. You know, if you're in Afghanistan or, or Iraq or, or somewhere else, you don't have, clearly you don't have the, firstly, the same opportunity to train because you're busy on ops and, and you don't have the same facilities. 
So, you know, just going through that cycle and coming back. One thing from a lifting perspective, slightly different, is muscle memory is a is a real thing, you know. So if you've been there before and you've you've got to a certain level, it takes a lot less time to get back. But you do need to be patient. And yeah, the risk of injury, you're not going straight back in. If you're squatting, you know, 200 Ks when you went away and then you've only had, you know, 80 Ks on a bar in a, a tent somewhere, you know, just now you've had something in your garage between two bins, like Jack said the other week, <laughs> then you just need to be careful and uh, pace yourself. And it, this is, so this is progressive resistance, right? That's what we're talking about. And, you know, you'll get back really quickly, but you need to be patient and set yourself a program, set some goals, uh, have something written down um, and, and try to stick to it and don't get carried away with a bit of ego. So, uh, yeah, such a good point. And I, I think people will certainly be looking at all of our, our um, customers when they come back and making sure that we give them that wee bit of guidance if required, if they're just trying to do too much too soon. I think you've just got to really listen to your body, haven't you? You've got to listen to if, you, if you're feeling sore, then, you know, you've maybe got to tone it down a little bit or, or if, even like, you know, just sort of going back in there and, and getting back used to it. You might feel like you're going through the motions a little bit but I think it's a case of sort of slowly gradually making those sort of marginal gains I mean Jack will know himself it's all about making marginal gains as you sort of try and progress you know in terms of what you, you you're trying to do and and the aims that you're trying to achieve I guess yeah um sorry I was just going to say yeah it's important for people to remember that it is all baby steps and Rome wasn't built in a day and it is one of the, the slowest but most rewarding processes you'll put yourself through and it's you know the good things worth having don't come easy and that applies to health and fitness as well so it's important people just kind of take their time and pace themselves yeah i mean i found sort of coming back from the first lockdown um one of the sort of areas that really sort of had sort of lost a lot of strength in was doing sort of bench press for the chest and stuff and then that was hard to and you sort of slowly gradually sort of rebuild that up um, to, to somewhere near where you were before but you could never sort of quite get to where you were before because of COVID really because you couldn't really get a spotter to help you to sort of help you get over that last sort of hurdle or to sort of really push yourself because you really need a spotter if you're going to do that because that's how you sort of stay safe but you're still sort of challenging yourself I mean I'm sure you'd agree on that one Jack Yeah 100% and it's like when it comes to things like having a, having a spotter if you have that um, opportunity there to have somebody look over you. I mean, like take it. It's what you, you you reduce that risk factor of injury right, by a large a large margin. Um, but again, like you said, with COVID, again people have had to kind of adapt and overcome. And I know, like with our members here, you've seen a lot more people training by themselves. And I think, although it's nice to have somebody to train with, and you can maybe push yourself that little bit harder it's put people in this position where you have to train by yourself. You have to adapt. You have to learn to, to push yourself equally as hard without having the, the reassurance of someone behind you. And I think from a mindset point of view, that's like, that's powerful. It's priceless. And if you can, if you can apply the same effort through a session by yourself, push yourself through it without the need to lean on someone else. And that, that's only going to improve your, I mean, your abilities in, within your, within your sport. But, Obviously, if you do have the opportunity to, to, to have someone there, take it. 
Sometimes, you know, people get a spot just to witness that you've done it as well. You know, it's a bit, yeah. <laughs> bit of evidence there, a bit of showing off. Yeah, proof. <laughs> no pick, no proof. <laughs> That's it, exactly, exactly. Um, in terms of sort of other sort of do's and don'ts, Steve, um, a big one for me, I think, in the past has been sort of hogging machines. I know when I used to be a member at Inverness Leisure, there used to be signs up, I think, around sort of the the treadmills and some of the other cardio machines saying you're only on for, allowed on for a limited period. Um, what, are you, what are your sort of thoughts on the potential of machine hogging out there? Uh, that, that drives me up the wall. I mean, I, I'm not, not, not a huge machine user, but I, I would just say don't use a machine. Sit there. And then if you're, especially if you're having your long rest periods between your sets, if you say you're doing lap pull downs, Jack, doing lap pull downs, you sit on that machine for five minutes between your sets, have a wee chat, maybe check your phone. Don't do that. That's it. You know Sending that? text messages. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's just being considerate to, to, to other people. Um, you, you know, and I, I think those broader do's and don'ts as well, you know, just that simple gym etiquette, um, really simple things like, you know, from a weightlifting perspective, people walking in front of you, or I've actually had people walk under the bar when I've had a clean up overhead, right under the bar, you know, and, and you know, people can die if they do that. It's not just a, it's not just a, a, a gym etiquette thing, it's a safety thing. So, you know, those, those inductions we were talking about earlier, and, and I think policing things, and in weightlifting, we talk about the least negative impact in terms of an intervention so if you're going to say something to someone how are you going to do it without destroying their confidence and um but but again people should not confuse confidence and ego uh you know that there's a difference between the two so that gym confidence is something that that is sometimes quite easy to see in people but ego is also something that that um that that's that's simple to see and and I, i think it's really important that people don't don't um you know they don't mix up the two and the other thing i would say is putting things away put your weights away that that would be my if you're talking about the biggest do and don't bugbear for me put your blooming weights away when you finish with them back into the rack and tidy up um because that's one of you know especially in a, in a gym where you know we've got a, a brand new strength conditioning facility with a lot of racks and a lot of weights and it gets really untidy and dangerous very quickly if people don't just put things away, it's like being in the kitchen with your mum, you know, put things away and keep it tidy and you'll have a safe environment. So that would be my biggest bugbear in terms of a do and don't. In terms of, I'm thinking uh, you were mentioning, of course, uh, in general equipment, but uh, um, from someone that is starting off, what would you bring from home? Maybe do you have, uh, do you sometimes bring your own equipment? Do you rely entirely on what's in the gym or maybe sometimes what would you recommend just bring in? Um, to the gym the first times, um, apart from themselves, and maybe something that people have brought that are absolutely things that are not necessary and that are just in the way. Mobile phones, leave them at home. <laughs> I am honest, I am past sitting waiting to get on machines because somebody is sitting texting on their phone, and it's you cannot 100% apply yourself to a sport if you're going to sit on your and it's. And it's hard as well because it's such a big distraction because people have their banking, they have social media with all their friends. Everything is on this one thing and it's hard not to sit and look at it. So, I mean, like, I I mean, I'm I'm not going to say I'm a a big angel and I've never pulled my phone out in the gym, but I'm pretty good at forgetting it's there. And I have it for music, but I, I, I know people who 
you know, they leave their phone in their car because it is a distraction tool. And if you want to give 100% to something, you want to eliminate every distraction possible. But I think mobile phones are a massive, uh, a, a massive uh, thing today. And I get as well, people take them in because of things like activity trackers, and they track their steps, they track their activity in the gym. And I think in that aspect, it's fine. And I think if you do see someone pull their phone out in the gym before you do, before you do shoot them down, they, potentially they could be logging their workout or track. You know, I mean, tracking their lifts or something. But um, yeah, I think it's if you don't need your phone for that, I would say leave it in the car because it's it's going to distract you. See, I I agree hundred percent with that. I mean, I, I would have said that as well pre-COVID. But obviously now's got everyone's got these. Uh, track and trace apps and bluetooth and all that sort of stuff on their phone so it's probably quite important that they have that with them <laughs> these days but once all this is over then they can put the phones yeah, in absolutely. i mean i think if your gym doesn't have any of those measures in place and, and, and things are in a position where you need to have your phone or technology with you to um to to allow for that to, to allow for track and trace then yeah, that's fine. But uh, it's just, it's a really tough one because it's, there's such potential for a massive distraction with it, especially nowadays, like I said, because of what you can do with a phone. It's uh, it's really tough. And imagine if you dropped a weight on, imagine if you dropped a weight on your phone, who's going to be, who's going to be at fault there? You that's don't want to get for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that, um, you know, Fed's question, what, what do you bring to the gym? So I'll, I'll tell you what I bring to the gym. So the, I think it's three or four things, but probably one's only relevant. But I bring my lifting shoes. That's a weightlifting thing. I need my shoes because, you know, I only wear them in the gym on the platform. A belt, chalk, um, but but also some water or whatever it is I'm going to use to hydrate. And I think that the last thing would be the most important thing. Maybe make sure that you bring you bring um, something to, to keep you hydrated. Uh, and whether or not you need any other specialist equipment, I would kind of say not really. Um, if you're not doing something specialist, then I don't think you really need any. Most of our gym, I mean, both of our gyms have got everything you would need um, to, to go in there and to do anything, really. I, I don't know how you feel about that, Jack. Yeah, no, I mean, I would, I would completely agree with that. And I think, I suppose, with times being a little bit different with COVID, I guess, potentially there are some things beyond what we would normally advise for you to take to the gym. I mean, if you wanted to kind of take your own bottle rather than using communal cups at a gym or a water fountain or something, there's little things maybe worth looking into um, you know, with what's going on today. Um, but I think Steve made a really good point then about hydration. And it's, um, I mean, one of the, certainly from what I've heard as well, I mean, it's a big cause of uh, injuries and health issues in gyms is people lacking hydration that's i mean you become more susceptible to the muscle tears you, you i mean you can pass out the last thing you want to do is be so dehydrated that you pass out like andy said under a bench press so it's uh yeah and what do we reckon to taking in uh, gym gloves as well i know i uh, i train with gloves and a couple of lads a couple of lads i uh, used to train with used to say that well they used to threaten that they would buy me a purse <laughs> to match my gloves yeah, I mean, I think, look, the way, the way I see these things is that if it makes your lifting or fitness experience more pleasurable or less painful or more variable, then do it because <laughs> what works for you might not necessarily work for me. And I think 
with the gym, it's a very individual thing. Um, and it, how, I mean, you, it's, it's like kind of liquid chalk and stuff. You, you might feel the need to use that, whereas I might not. Lifting straps, I might feel the need to use that. You might not. Like a lifting belt. There's so many different things. And I think it's people are really quick to jump on others and say, you don't need this, you don't need that. But that individual, you, know, they might, you never know. If it, makes, if it makes it more enjoyable for you, then do it. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I've got to shake a lot of hands, Jack. I've got to, I've got to have nice, soft hands for, yeah, for, for my job. I'm past that. You know. yeah, mine are a bit... Mine are all blistered and calloused, and I'm sure Steve's are even worse. He's been doing it for a lot longer than me. So. Yeah, I think you've got to be tolerant, haven't you? And, and and that's okay. But if I so if I but if I had a weightlifter and I was coaching them, I, they wouldn't be allowed to wear gloves. But again, if somebody's just in doing general training, then that's that's up to them, isn't it? You know, yeah, horses for courses. I just think we need to be tolerant and respect each other, and you you know, and and that's the thing, isn't it? As well, if you see somebody who's not particularly well equipped or they're doing something that it shouldn't be everyone else giggling at them it should be you know is there a way that we can maybe just nudge this person into a different way of behaving or so that they become you know they, they develop their genetica and they they you know they, they become more comfortable themselves it's, it's it's a behavior thing isn't it and it's just mutual respect yeah i mean i think sometimes the the, the gloves can provide support for your wrists um, you know, you can get straps for for your knees for like squatting. You can get, you know, the weightlifting belts, all this sort of stuff. It's all, I suppose, it's all specialist kit at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, like neoprene sleeves. I I wear neoprene sleeves when I'm training legs, and I wouldn't train legs without neoprene sleeves on. And I remember way back when I, I used to be in the gym, and I would see people with these things on, and I'd think, what are they wearing? Like these things look ridiculous. What's the need for them? It's just a sleeve of neoprene it can't can't do that much but it, it, honestly the, the impact it makes and i think not only for someone who has bad knees but for somebody who wants to avoid having bad knees it's as much a preventative measure as is something to control existing pain um i have bad knees from not using these sleeves in the past but using them now has definitely made the pain and made training legs a lot more bearable so yeah no i've I think I'll have to try some of them, life. Jack. Although I won't be borrowing yours, obviously. Not 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 during COVID. <laughs> no, no, um, no. Yeah, thumbs up to the sleeves. I've got a pair as well, and I I, I don't now. I don't train without them, uh, and and they make. I I agree, Jack. Big difference confidence-wise in the squat, in the clean, in the in the snatch. They're they're just. I I couldn't train without them now. Okay, so uh, we, <clears throat> obviously with that you. bit of advice there, we, we're going to move on and each week we end with a question from our listeners. And this time, Lorraine wants to know, what music do you guys listen to while you're in the gym or doing your cardio? Um, now, I've been in the, the Forge quite a bit and you know it's good that the Wi-Fi is there and you've got the Bluetooth and you can set your own music. And um, whenever I get the opportunity, I kind of go for the 80s classics sometimes the sort of era including the rocky soundtracks um and i also like a bit of dance music from the the mid sort of noughties and early tens the sort of time when i was at university and used to go out all pre-kid obviously pre pre my kids um but i'm not sort of keen on some of the other stuff that's out there and there has been some some questionable stuff in the forge i don't know if you'd agree there jack yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things you've everybody's got their own taste and we've got to cater to everybody. So I suppose we can't judge too much. But 
I mean, I think people would probably think some of my music choices are very questionable as well. So, what do you go for? Uh, it, it really depends on what mood I'm in. So, I would say, it actually depends. If I'm training something high impact like legs, and I'm doing a, like any maybe potentially deadlifts, I'll listen to something quite heavy like a Metallica. Um, but I've seen myself, much like yourself, listening to kind of early early 2000s, late 90s dance kind of techno music as well. So, it, yeah, it really, my, my playlists are just a, a minefield of, <laughs> yeah, chaos. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Yourself, Steve, uh, a bit of ABBA? Jack, you'll know when I used to put my uh, Spotify on in the forge, it wasn't very popular when I was down there. But I, to be honest, though, if I'm really honest, I, I, quite, like the, um, I quite like the noise of the gym. You know, so, uh, you know, recently we've not been allowed to have music on because yeah. of COVID restrictions. So I, I think that's almost brought us back to when I used to train, you know, maybe in the, the early 90s where you were in a gym, there wasn't any music. You just had a load of stuff clunking around and people getting on with it um, with a bit of grunting. So I actually quite like the gym noise and environment. If you're in a good space, I, I almost would prefer sometimes not to have the, you know, the grunge in the background um, because there's nothing like the sound of a gym, guys. Bit of clanging and banging. Federica, what do you go for yourself? Uh, I normally, like, I used, I started um, doing more maybe running and then weightlifting with, like, I need a good boost. And I do like the 80s, um, 80s music, but also I like a good, like, heavy metal boost or something like it. Although with running, I came to um, see that it just cuts your breath out so it's very good though for weights i think so i would say something like on the motor head type of thing uh, but uh, for other things i really i usually like to listen to podcasts um health and leafness is going to be among my favorites as well so wink wink uh listen to it too while you're doing your training <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean for me it's got to be stuff that you can sing along to you got to be saying positive you know get yourself in that right right frame of mind um, but I guess everyone's got their own tastes and uh, on that note I think we'll wrap up um, send your questions and suggestions to health at hnmedia.co.uk and you've been listening to Health and Liftness if you like it leave a like and share it with your friends until next time thanks again <laughs>